All right, roll for initiative. The only way to win is to have fun with my friends. I'm on a roll again. Tabletop, lock, motion, everything in between. The only way I win is to have fun with my friends. I'm on a roll again. Tabletop, lock, motion, everything in between. Welcome to the Honor Roll Podcast, the podcast that Helps you level up your role-playing game. Tabletop, LARP, mush, and everything that keeps you away from other people. We're not better gamers than you. We just all have different experiences to share. And maybe we can help you have more fun with your social distancing. Because the only (laughs) way to win a role-playing game is is to to have have fun. fun. I'm Ryan. I'm the curmudgeon. And joining me, as always, is Carrie the Legend. And via cell phone, because uh, that's the only way to keep him six feet away from us, is Jason, the favorite. Yay! Also the one who's currently at a laundromat doing his laundry. Six feet away. Uh, From y'all, at least. At least. I gotta tell you, in the grand scheme of things, I'd rather be doing laundry. What? (laughs) (laughs) That being six feet away from me? I don't doubt it. (laughs) All right. Well, uh, so today is kind of a, a strange episode because we are recording with Jason over the phone, uh, but that's made possible by uh, Soundy McSound Pants, which is our it's fancy... Soundy McSound board. Is it? Soundy McSound board? How dare you? Sorry. So this is made possible by our Roadcaster Pro soundboard that we were able to buy because of our amazing patrons who back Yay! us at patreon.com slash podcast. So let's take a second to uh, acknowledge the patrons that back us at the wizard level or higher because they get free stuff, including f- cool postcards and uh, prints and all that sort of stuff. But also uh, shout out, shout out. So tell us, uh, tell us about our patrons, Carrie. All right. Well, we have Cameron Pruitt. Oh, we love Cameron. Cameron's awesome. He's my favorite. He is. I've always wanted to be your favorite. I'm sorry you're not. Cameron is. Who else do we have? We have uh, Joe Hines with Lost Colonies. Ooh, that is a LARP out on the East Coast. If only we yes. had a West Coast LARP to promote. Well, we do. Really? Ah. <laughs> Jason was very excited about that. <laughs> we have Ryan Galliato with Byways LARP. Awesome. Yay. We have Ryan Martin. I don't know if he's doing a LARP. See, he was running a changeling game, but I don't know. I I actually, I suspect that Ryan Martin is not actually his real name, that that's just a character he's playing in a LARP of life. Oh, oh no. And he cooks a lot. Yeah. All right. All right. We have Drew Stevens. Hi, Drew. Hi, Drew. (laughs) Jason, do you want to do the next one? Nope. (laughs) (laughs) We've got Salim Halabi. Yay, Salim, who Jason can't pronounce his last name. <laughs> not true, I can, just not under pressure. <laughs> <laughs> we have Josh Heath with, uh, he does Werewolf the Podcast. Yeah. With an awesome co-podcaster. It was really That reminds awesome. me, if I, ever, if I ever start another podcast, I'm going to call it the podcast Ellipse. Surely oh. that's too taken, though. The pod, podcast Ellipse? That's too hard to say. Yeah. It's a little hard to say. Yeah, no, don't do that's that. Okay. That's okay. That's the key. Right. <laughs> okay. Um, we have Joel Eastland. Joel is pretty all right. Joel's pretty all right. And then what about Noah Coltrip? 
I'm glad you asked. This week, Noah Coltrip is an essential worker and has to work. <laughs> Poor Noah. That's all you got. That's all. <laughs> I mean, that's all he's posted. Basically, was like, I'm so tired. Poor guy. <laughs> but we're thankful, not just for his essential working, but also for him being a patron. A patron. If you'd like a shout out no. on the. Oh, there's more. But wait, there's more. There is more. What there's is more. You who? You forgot Sarah. Ra, ra, Sarah. Ra, 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 the patron saint of our podcast. Yay! Yay! Okay, now. Now I can do it. Now you can do it. All right. Well, if you'd like a shout out on our podcast or get free stuff, you can do that at pod at patreon.com slash honorable podcast. When yes. last we left our intrepid adventurers, <laughs> we were uh, sitting right here at this table recording a podcast, but Jason's not here at this table recording a podcast this week. No, no I'm not. Instead, you know what I'm doing? What are you doing? I'm Googling the term podcast up. <laughs> you checking to see <laughs> if the website's available? Uh, okay, so I don't know if the website's available, but somebody did an even better name oh, for no. a podcast. Podcast lip now <laughs> yes all right they win i think it's only a single episode though but they, uh, they still win though that's good i know that's so much better than just podcast lip yeah Sheesh. so there oh, well. mm. yet another dream yeah so what have you been up to jason uh oof, working because i'm also essential and of course playing in uh, kevin's D game on zoom Yes. Which has been, you know what, as we've gotten used to the medium, it's, it's actually, it's, it's a lot easier, not than being live, but the first time I wasn't 100% sold, but I, I really enjoyed the last game. I think we still have to figure out kind of the crosstalk that normally exists that is very difficult in, sure. a, uh, in Zoom or any program. Uh, or even, even in now, this podcast. <laughs> Yes, even in the podcast right now, we're struggling with the idea that there's a minute delay, which makes it difficult to know when to jump in. Do you think that it's gotten better because people have gotten used to role playing that way? Or has it gotten better because uh, Kevin is getting better because Kevin used to suck? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, in, a, in a way, both are true. We've gotten better at role playing like that, and Kevin has gotten better at. Uh, managing the table over Zoom. Yeah, I actually, I'm, I'm teasing about him not being any good. I, I do think running a game over Zoom is probably a very different beast than doing it with people sitting in front of you. Well, it's the problem of focus. When you've got a table, uh, you know what, this is what we're supposed to be talking about. So let's hear what Carrie's been doing, and we'll talk more about this when we actually get into the episode. <laughs> I have uh, been discovering that I am a terrible, terrible home school teacher. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm just not good at it. My, my daughter basically looks at me and goes, no. <laughs> I'm like, oh, gosh. It's terrible. Um, I hate it. I, I feel like uh, Gollum or uh, what's his other name when he's like, I hate it. 
the homeschooled. Yeah, no, I'm not, do not like it. Um, I've been doing art. I have been, all these days are just mushing into one giant day of not getting anything really accomplished. It's pretty terrible. (laughs) Yeah, that's okay. Everybody's going through that. Yeah. You know that meme that was going around about now you have time to do the stuff you haven't been doing? Yeah. That's bullshit. Uh-huh. It's not really, I really don't have any more time. I certainly don't have the mental capacity to deal with life and also do something extra and new. Mm-hmm. Right, right. So, yeah, I've basically so. been on the verge of an anxiety attack for, you know, three and a half weeks. So what have you been up to, right? I'm just pissing my days away. <laughs> <laughs> So all I know Ryan does is pretend to work and listen to records. <laughs> so I too, like Noah, I am an essential worker because I work in healthcare. Uh, but um, I am working from home a few of the days a week, and I am at the office a few of the days a week. But when I'm at home, I've been listening. Your Jason's right. I have a pretty a sizable vinyl record collection. Oh I'm discovering. Uh, it's bigger than I thought, but it's wonderful. And I've been, uh, I've been sharing what I've been listening to while I, while I work. So, and the great thing about this, there's the great thing about listening to records while you work from home is that, uh, it's real easy when you're working from home to get lost at your desk. And it's, it's nice because every 15, 20 minutes I have to get up and flip the record. And, and that's a brain break. That's really, I think, good for productivity. Okay. Oh. I, I was going to say that I, one of the things that I was reminded of by your Facebook post is how little our taste in music intersects. Right. You like, <laughs> you like garbage and I don't. You like a very specific kind of thing that for whatever reason my brain finds boring. I mean, like some of the things, of course, Thriller. Everybody likes that. I mean, of course. But I just, Huey Lewis and the News, if they didn't exist, it wouldn't change my life in the least. You want to know why that's weird, Jason? Because most of Ryan's actual, like, you know, like, eccentric music tastes are Americana. And that seems like it would fall right with what you would like. John Prine. I don't like Americana. I like, um, like, folk Americana. It's different. You know what I mean? So my John Denver albums haven't been speaking to you? Uh, some John Denver does speak to me, but most of it, I'm like, hey, man, you're really talented. Would you please do that again instead of this stuff that makes me sleep? Because like almost every one of his albums has a John Prine song on it. And that's probably the good song on the album that I like. <laughs> John Denver has an amazing voice. Not like it's not like some crazy range or anything. He just has a lot of control over it in a good way. Well, there's certainly, I mean, they used to, he had a nickname. It was the, the, the impossible tenor or the, I can't remember what it was, but you're the right. Perfect his, tenor or something. His, yeah. yeah. He's, he is known for like, there is something about his voice that he is famous for. Well, his voice is butter. His butter. Yeah, it's exactly. butter. It feels like emotion. Yeah. It's smooth. Yeah. This podcast I mean, has gotten weird. What are we doing? Well, I mean, I've, I've often thought we'd be more popular if we talked about stuff that we liked instead of role playing. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, you're you can you know you can dislike 
my, all of my my musical taste, but not Huey no. Lewis. Not Huey Lewis in the news. You have to I st- wish I disliked them. Disliking is a strong emotion. <sighs> I'm bored. That's the problem. Huey Lewis in the news is one of the greatest musicians of all time. So I understand that you believe that. Please send all hate mail for Jason to what's his email? <laughs> Jason at Honorable Podcast. It's fine with me. <laughs> if you love Huey Lewis in the news, please, for, you know, please explain it to me. Ryan tried one night, and essentially his explanation was they were talented. <laughs> oh, Huey in the news. I mean, that's two talents. It is. Yeah. Oh, goodness gracious. Okay. Goodness gracious. <laughs> All oh. right. What? Yeah. All right. Well, <laughs> this has gone on long enough. <laughs> Goodbye. Let's go to combat rounds. <laughs> Here, listen, the news is awesome. All right, we are back, and hey, uh, yes, I think I need to change my laundry over. That's <laughs> <laughs> Stan. Do it, do it. Yep, yep. That's a normal reaction. I get it all the time. Who's that crazy lady, and what is she talking about? I feel like this should turn into like a radio station morning show challenge where like we need to be like, hey, find where Jason is. No, go over to that lady and just say what I tell you to say. (laughs) (laughs) No, just just walk over and start folding her laundry and then just see. Tell us what she does. She was complaining because apparently at some point since she started using this laundry mat. They've slightly reduced the time that you get for a quarter in the dryer. Oh my gosh, that's the worst. Well, especially if you're expecting to need like four bucks, you and, know, to do all your drying, and, and you, you need, need six. five bucks right. yeah. or six, suddenly gets a big deal. Okay, I'm back in the car. <laughs> <laughs> that was amazing. All right. Well, well there's, a, there's a sign that says I'm not allowed to linger. It's, it's, how weird. All right, welcome to combat rounds. How whoop, is whoop. woo? <laughs> Who won the battle, Jason? You or your laundry? Uh, the laundry so far. <laughs> well, I've been there. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I have a Jason. Would you like to hear a coronavirus joke? Okay. You probably won't get it. No, that's awful. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Today we're going to be talking about uh continuing our our discussion that we had last week or 2 weeks ago when uh we were talking about the different types of role playing that's happening now during during the the isolation and this week Carrie tried something new. I did. What was it? Well, the the vampire larp that I normally LARP at, which is live action, decided to host a game on Discord. How how did that go? I didn't like it. (laughs) (laughs) So, 
I don't know if it's because I'm a musher. You know, like I, I do text-based role-playing game. So you, so you had mush expectations. I did have mush expectations. And I got a weird, not mush experience. <laughs> and I don't know if that's how roleplay is on Discord or if it's just my game, the, the LARP was new to it, so wasn't sure what to do. And, you know, because like a lot of these people, they were just posting what their character said. And there was no, you know, no, I walked, dis- no description, no description, no what they were wearing, you know, know what they were doing with their hands, you know, nothing. It was just like, you know, hi, how you doing? And I was okay. like, right. What do you look like? Yeah, I don't know who you are. And um, the other thing is, it was weird. And I don't know if it's that if it's still the org hasn't set it up or figured it out yet. But like, you didn't know who was in the channel with you. So, like, if in, in a mush, you would have a room, and it would let you know anybody who enters the room. Right, exactly. And, and, and the only people who are in the room are role-playing there. Right. Yeah. And, and no so condition. there was all these, you know, like, I didn't, it felt like there was all these people lurking, and all of the channels would alert you every time somebody posted something. So, to get that alert off, you had to go to that channel. And, I, you know, maybe I had it set up wrong. I don't know. Yeah, but it, it was weird. I'm going to try the the werewolf game is going to is going to do it. And I'm going to go to support my werewolf game. Um, But I don't necessarily know that I enjoyed it. Like, I actually had my mushes pulled up while I was in the discord room. And I kept going back to the mushrooms because I was more comfortable and things were happening there. So, if you what what would you do differently? Well, the I think the first thing is the um I know that there is a way to lock channels on Discords. I what? would probably lock some of the rooms down and then open it up when a player said, "Hey, we want to go to the coffee shop." Then I would open up the coffee shop and say, everyone that's going to be in the coffee shop scene, go to that room, and then I would lock it. Okay. That way people can't just read it. Right. Uh, That makes it pretty uh, staff-heavy, though. A staff member's got to be present and dealing with everything. And I don't even know if that would actually work in a Discord or not. Like, I don't understand the mechanics of Discord enough to be able to really say this is exactly what I would do. Um, the other thing is, again, and I don't know if it's I was putting mush expectations on a Discord game, but like I would probably do like a real quick like 101. This is, you know, hey, describe what your character's wearing when you walk in. Describe, you know, give me one of the five senses. Give me, you know, like put stuff in your pose besides just your what you're verbally saying. But maybe that's yeah. how they game on Discord? I don't know. Well, you know, a lot of the people who are on Discord for the vampire game probably haven't done a lot of text-based roleplay right. in Discord either. Mm-hmm. But while it's a, it is a big thing out there, a lot of the people that we roleplay with aren't as uh, uh, savvy. Right. And that's and I think that's what brings us to the topic that we're gonna we've got today is 
we're going to kind of talk about, so this is going to be a little bit sort of mush centered, uh, <laughs> which is okay. Cause the show is, we talk about mush, uh, but not a lot. So it's okay for once in a while for us to have a very mushy show. Oh, it's so mushy. Uh, but we're going to talk about things like scene etiquette and how to construct a good post or in a mush, it's called a pose. So you may hear us say post or pose, uh, you know, depending, same thing. but it's the same thing. Uh, and so we're going to talk about some of those things to try and maybe help. Uh, th there's two, two goals here. The first is to help LARPers and tabletoppers who are moving to discord or play by post kind of games. And the other is to help people who are new to mushing because uh, right now we're seeing a lot of new players on mushes being created. Yes. You know, people are rediscovering mushes. So, uh, so first uh, let's just talk about, about some general mush kind of etiquette things to yeah. join when you join a room and this, I think would apply on a, on a discord room. What's, what's the, the best or the right way to join a room that has people role-playing in it? Um, well, in a mush, and I, I'm, we're just going to, because I don't know uh -huh. for Discord. In a mush, generally, you would page them and say, hey, can I join? Or you, know, you, or you could ask on, like, the public on channel. On the pub channel. You ask first. It's like you literally are just knocking on the door and saying, can I come in? Instead of just barging in through the door. And that's an out-of-character ask. Yes. Like, um, hey, do you mind if I join you guys? Because uh, sometimes, you know, let's say I'm in a scene with someone. And I have a headache and I can only deal with one person in the, you know, like in real life. Like, I'm like, all right, I can do this scene, but it can't be a big scene. Sure. You know, and, and so like, you don't know what's going on with those people and an out of character thing, you know, or you might be like, hey, can I come in the scene? And they're going to be like, yeah, but we're going to be like quitting in like 30 minutes. Just be aware. And you're like, oh, okay, well, then I won't jump in just to have you guys both leave right away, you know. Or they could be like, yeah, but be aware we're having a, our characters are having a fight right now. So we're screaming at each other. Right. Because some people don't like to role play walking in on stuff like that. Sure. And I think sometimes too, you might be just, it might be a scene where they just, it went somewhere that they realized they'd rather it just be, be the people who are there. Like maybe suddenly one of the characters started crying because of their dead brother and they're revealing a secret mm -hmm. or something. They might that they didn't know was going to happen. And they might be like, hey, you know what? For right now, can can you not? Because th yeah, this went someplace I didn't next expect. Time. Yeah. I'll get you next time. And usually in a mush, everyone goes, OK, cool. Right. You know, so just just, you know, be polite. Ask. Any questions from anyone on the phone? Anyone? Anyone? <laughs> I was going to say that we had a similar experience back when I used to play on the uh, White Wolf. Uh, exalted and new brennan chat it was like a play or, was it a play-by-post or was it a chat room it was a chat room it's called it used a program called digichat right and it worked i wouldn't say like a mush but it was more like a, it was a chat serve program but you could create permanent rooms the the people over it but then anybody could create a temporary room and uh like we use what i recognize now as a lot of uh mush terminology and not terminology like people didn't say poses but you would enter a room and whenever you did you would immediately describe it you would post what your character looked like uh we used all a link to a wiki that was maintained on the white wolf server so people could post pictures of the characters mm. and uh general background stuff 
So some of the structure was similar. Yes, a lot of the structure was kind of similar. I, I would say that the there was there was some issues in that essentially you had to have a separate program that was the die roller, and then a third program that they used to store your character sheet on. So you had to have like three windows open to manage everything. Uh, yeah, uh, but it worked fairly well because the the DigiChat had hyperlinks built in. So if you like clicked on somebody's name, it would take you to their wiki. And you could click on yourself, I think, and it would open your character sheet. So it, it was integrated pretty well. Uh, because I think it used to be a, a conferencing software that people would use in business. So it was pretty robust already. Right. Uh, like we've had so much more luck with Zoom than we ever have had with Skype or Google Hangouts. Because it's built from the ground up to work with businesses that cannot tolerate lots of delay and interruption. Yeah. And I, I think it's just, uh, using that solution is the same sort of uh, a thing. Uh, and, you know, the problems you described with Discord, we didn't have nearly as many of those when we start, you know, after you got used to it. Uh, because, like I said, there were rooms, people all posed. They didn't call it posing, but it was the same thing. Uh, the biggest difference was there wasn't a built-in um, like, like if you're in a mush and you leave a room, you go to like the road, correct? And right. then you go from the road to another building. Yes. Yeah. And it didn't work like that. It's just you, if you chose to do that, you did. If you didn't, you didn't. It wasn't a big deal. It was just purely, purely role play. But they had live combat and all kinds of stuff. Now it was slow, but that's part of the problem with tech today is that it tends to be slower than live action. Yeah. But or I mean, let's be honest, all combat is slow. All combat is slow. Uh, I would say the fastest combat, obviously, is Boffer. But oh, even yeah. that, it, well, even that, you have lots of interruptions if there's any sort of, if it's at all mechanic heavy, people have to stop and say, what did you just do to me constantly? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or somebody falls over or anything happens. Uh, lots of interruptions. I find myself having to ask that a lot. Uh, on this podcast, what did you just do to me? <laughs> yeah, that's that's good. Right. That's good. So let's talk a little bit. Then you you ask before you join a room, uh, and then once you get in there, what are some things you want to find out? Like, uh, you know, you've just jumped in. There's three or four people in the room. Like, is there anything you should ask or check on when you first walk in there? Like, uh, like pose order or. Well, generally, you're going to want to let everyone pose before you if the scene's already been going on. You don't want to just, you know, walk into the room and then before anyone poses anything, be like, I walk in with my machine gun. And everyone's like, what? We're having ice cream. Yeah, dude, what are you doing? You know, like there's nothing worse than someone because what you're doing then is you're going, look at me. Whatever you're role playing isn't as important as me. And I, I've always found that... Uh, it's best to let it go one full round of mm -hmm. posts. So if there's four people in the room, let all four people post once before you pose. Right. And generally then people just go, okay, I'm going to jump in here. Is that all right? And it's also uh, gives people a chance to do like a scene set mm -hmm. for you. And people will. And they'll say like, you know, they'll type, you know, Carrie is sitting on the table and Ryan is at the chair beside her. You know, they're talking or whatever. Right. 
or they'll mention. I have a question about that. I assume in Discord you can just scroll back and see everything that happened before. Uh, but in Mush, you can't, correct? No, you can. Well, no, I'm in, sorry. In I'm sorry. Rift. You can you can scroll back. No, you can't. You can't scroll back to things that you weren't there for. It's just interesting to think about because if you enter a uh, a, a room in uh, Discord, you could just look and see everything that's happened. And I, if you're playing in a game where that sort of thing's cool, that's fine. Right. But like a, a werewolf or a vampire a game, vampire that might game? be bad. Secrets mm-hmm. are bad. Yeah. Um, the other thing you want to check too when you first enter a room is whether or not they're using a pose, like a posting order or a pose order, or if they're doing what they call like three three PR is what they call it in mush, which just means uh, if there's like four or five people in a room, they'll they'll go to three uh, PR, which just means you're free to post as soon as three people have posted after you. And that helps keep things moving along faster. Because sometimes you have someone who can only pose once an hour. And, and so, so the whole comes- room waits for that one person. Mm-hmm. So you want to kind of check that if they're doing some sort of posting order or if they're just letting everybody kind of post uh, right. as they will. Um, it seems like at the very least there should be some courtesy involved. I, I've encountered people over the years who would like basically tap as quickly as possible. So that they could do more things. Yeah, right. yeah, no, that's not good. <laughs> and I think you said you mentioned too when you make your first post, Carrie. Your first post should be like an establishing shot of like what your character, mm-hmm. how your character comes in, what they're wearing, what they're doing, what they, how they walk, what they smell you know, like. We we've talked about this before. I don't remember on which episode we've done episode so forty two. Um, where, you know, it's important to hit the, the senses in your pose, you know, like if your character's wearing cologne, mention it, you know, if he's stinky cause he was working out, right. that's, that's important. You know, like people that gives something that gives people something to react to. Right. I also think though, that if you're going to, when you do that, it's important that you don't turn it into a look at me scenario. Right. Like it's tempting a lot of a lot of people who are mushing for the first time. Their first pose is always like their character exploding into the room, knocking things over and falling or like some big thing that forces the whole room to stop and look at that character. But it's also if someone does that, look at them. (laughs) I mean, and I know that we're giving like dueling advice here. But that's important, too, because, you know, for some people, that's important that they have good entrances. Right. You know, and then, you know, now if every pose is, is look that, at me. is a look at me, like if you've got a character that's literally Kramer from whatever that show was, Seinfeld, you know, where like you're, or uh, that's not who I was thinking of. Um, uh, but uh, do you mean Jerry or do you mean George? No, actually, Elaine? I was, stop. No. <laughs> I don't even like that show. I don't know why I brought that up. I actually meant uh, John Ritter from uh, Three's, Company. Three's Company. You know, unless you are literally playing John Ritter and you're like, you fall over couches all the time and that's in your character. Don't do that. But now I've got to say, I love the idea of uh, Jerry Jeff. Seinfeld at a, at a LARP. Oh my God. What is with these paper rock scissors? 
Oh, no. It just strikes me as funny. <laughs> it's like the only time he's been funny. I, yeah, I don't know. Uh. Um, so instead of playing, like, look at me, I, I always feel like you really want to always be playing playing to lift the other characters. Like, I feel like even, I mean, I would give this advice in any type of role playing, but I feel mm -hmm. like it's even more important in a mush that you're always playing to look at them. Yeah. Because so much of so much of what makes it work is the the person who's posing after you, who's the next poster, has to have something to hang their pencil on. They've got yeah. to have something. Well, you're to building. React to. You are literally building a story with everyone, and if you're not building and giving them something to build on, it falls flat. You know, if you've got a character that refuses to talk to anybody then you're not going to do anything. Right. <laughs> you know, like just, people will only go up and offer and try to get stuff out of you and to role play and, and do all these things with you so many times. Right. And then yeah. eventually they're going to be like, okay, never mind. Which is, which leads us to don't, don't type your post basically to say your character lurks in the corner and doesn't interact. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that's the worst, especially don't do it more than once. Like if you want to do it for the very first post, that's maybe yeah, okay. If that's your scene set, I'm in the corner being lurky. Okay. But then notice there's people in the room with you and go lurk closer interact. And, and interact in some way. You know, don't don't type, you know, my character looks nervous and doesn't want to be here. And so hides in the cor corner more and doesn't interact. Oh, well, I'm not going to force someone to talk to me. That pose really more than anything ends up just being wasting everybody's time because they have to sit and wait for you to type it. Mm -hmm. And then there's nothing for them to do with it. And so then they go on. Yeah. Um, we also, uh, real quick, I want to talk about meta posing and power posing. Okay. So what's the difference? Well, meta posing is when you are, posting you're typing what your character's thinking or you're typing uh you're saying things that other people in the room shouldn't know yeah uh but your character's not saying it it's just part of your narrative yeah so like it would be so for example here's th this would be an example ryan walks into the room and looks at carrie quote hi carrie how are you end quote said ryan Ryan didn't mention the fact that she looked stupid today. <laughs> right? Be what yeah. purpose did that serve other than to just make Carrie feel bad? Well, and it's going to cloud every interaction I have with Ryan now because I know his character thinks I look stupid and lied to me about it. Right. But if I act on that knowledge, then I'm cheating. You're metagaming. I'm metagaming. So metaposing is, is bad. It's almost like you're setting people, uh, someone else up to fail. But you, you know, really shouldn't be setting your internal monologue at all. Exactly. Because you're sharing what people can see and sense, not what you're thinking. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And LARPers are bad about it. Like, I, I know a lot of times on, on uh, in-character Facebook groups. Well, I th okay. I, I figured that out. I think I know why LARPers, when they go to text-based anything, 
want to share everything? It's because they get so excited because they don't get to tell you what's going on in their head. They just act it out. And so because they're on text, they, they, they're they, excited to it, share it's it. It's like it just explodes out of them. And you're like, whoa, I didn't <laughs> need to know you were thought I look like the person that murdered your dad. Right. Stop, that doesn't help. Right. And also, I don't care. Or maybe I am the person that murdered your dad. And now I can't act on it because you know. Yeah. I know you know, you know, and and you it, it, it might be fun for the person typing, but it takes away the fun for everyone else. And I think Jason just got ate by a demon monster. Yeah, I got another truck coming by me. Goodness. Mm. They're almost done. Then the other one is the other one is the other one is power posing. Power posing. A a power pose is I type what you do or how you I tell you how you should feel. So it would be like I would type this. I would type. Ryan walks into the room in a way that makes you think, boy, he sure is sexy. Right? Well, no, it doesn't make Carrie's character think that my character is sexy because Carrie's character maybe is asexual Mm -hmm. or whatever. Like, but you don't, you don't exert the power to tell someone else how they react or the same is true with physical. I was going to say it actually happens more with physical. You know, I walk into the room and go up and I grab Ryan and I, you know, make him fall. Well, wait, no, no, that that's, you know, if, unless you have paged that person privately to get consent, to get consent, you know, like that's just in real life. If I walked up to Ryan and pushed him, you know, he would resist me in a LARP. We'd call that a physical challenge. Yeah. You know, and then it has to be resolved in some way, whether that's just going, Hey, can I do this? Yeah. Okay, great. Or, you know, Oh no, we let's, let's roll the die and see what happens. Right. Uh, and the last, the last one that I want to touch on as a general just suggestion is uh, don't overuse your NPCs. So story, oh. s- storytellers tend to, tend to understand how to use NPCs the right amounts, but players often don't. And so if, if you have like, for example, if my character has a baby, right. Mm -hmm. If every pose I make is about what my baby is doing and not what my character is doing, that's going to annoy people because it becomes, look at this NPC. It's super frustrating because also then these people are having to role play with two characters. Yes. And so like they're having to do twice the amount of work and it's, but it's not twice the amount of getting back. And it's certainly not twice the amount of fun. Yeah. No, it's fine to have a character that has an NPC, like a guard, a guard or, you know, a pet. Pets are big. You got to be careful with pets, right? Because pets are cute. So everyone goes, oh, I want to go pet your dog or I want to, you know, play with this and all that. And there are times where, you know, there's also the chance that people will want to only interact with the NPC. <laughs> and that's we- that's a blow to you. Right. You know, like if there's been times where people like, you know, that like I'll be role playing on one of my games and they're like, oh, is Coco with Bessa? And I'm like, no. And they're like, oh, because Coco, your pet is way more entertaining than you are. And then I was like, oh, 
oh no, <laughs> that's not good. <laughs> that's kind of the general, some of the general things. Let's, let's talk then about what makes a good pose or a good post. Jason, what makes a good post? Uh, I would say something that is. Uh, I just dumped that on him. That's why I was laughing. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, I would say something that is brief and to the point, but not like uh, uh, you, you want to give other people something to respond to, but you also don't want something that is ex- excessively verbose. Uh, I, I don't want to spend, you know, two or three minutes reading several paragraphs of something that you've done. Uh, so what I really want is something really punchy and tight and uh, gives me something to respond to and all, but still illustrates what you're trying to say and do. Yeah. How about that? Less is more. Yes, absolutely. We don't, we don't want to read a Stephen King pose. It's quality. Right. It's quality over quantity. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. A well-written three sentences is going to play way better than a thesis paper. And there are some people well, that type out thesis papers. Woo. Absolutely. And uh, that, at least in my experience back in the DigiChat, people who had really interesting two or three sentences really caught my attention and I like responding to them a lot because we could go back and forth very quickly and it felt more fluid. It felt more like real life. Right. If somebody had, you know, if they were ex- uh, excessively descriptive of everything, then I get bored and I start skimming. I'm not reading it. Right. And I'm, you know, I'm not missing stuff that that person feels is important. But if it was important, that's the only thing you should have included. Exactly. Um, yeah. I, I like to think of it as you need a little bit of fluff, but not a lot. You know, yeah. like you don't want to be like Ryan walks into the room. He says, hi. Well, you can give a little bit more than that. You know, Ryan, Ryan jumps into the room because he's clearly excited about something. You know, his voice is a degree higher than normal. So he goes, hi, you know, that tells me a story that tells me that gives me something to react to, but you also don't need two paragraphs of that. I think I'd also think that if you, uh, like one of the things you were talking about to be careful with being a lurker in a room, oh, so creepy. Uh, I played a, a very successful character for a while that was, that worked, but I was also very expressive about it. I wouldn't just say, I'm sitting in the back of the room. I would be interacting with, with what the other people were doing, even if it wasn't talking to them. Uh, for example, if somebody said something was interesting, I would obviously turn to listen, or I would write something down. I would always be reacting to what they were saying, even if I wasn't talking to them directly. So they had something that I was still part of the scene. Right. So even if you aren't, even if you don't have anything to say, you can still be part of the scene just by reacting to it like you would in real life. Just think, what would I do in real life? And add like 15%. Yeah. Well, I believe that a, a good post, a good pose at its simplest is three sentences. I'll buy that. And it is, and, and that's at its simplest. Okay. Now, there can be longer. Okay. So I believe you have... One sentence that's the beginning. The second sentence is a middle. Shut up. Wait for it. Wait for it. The third sentence is the end. Okay. Now here's, but here's those three things are important because there are different things you do in those three parts mm-hmm. on a post. Did you drop out of film school to learn this? No, no. Uh, 
Uh-uh. I dropped out of film school to learn how to make eyeglasses. Okay, that's fair. And it all came... It all came together when I made every pair of eyeglasses that uh, Eddie Murphy wore in the film The Nutty Professor. True, true story. That, that is a weird flex. It is really weird. Okay. All right. So the beginning, the first sentence, the beginning of your pose is where you react to what else is going on in the room. Okay. Okay. So Carrie, let's say Carrie made the post before mine. Mm-hmm. So this is... The beginning is where I acknowledge that she talked. Oh, thanks. I acknowledge everybody in the room that spoke to me. That's so important. Like, side note, that is such an important thing. If somebody talks to your character, even if your character isn't going to talk to them, be like, Carrie ignores Ryan. Right. Because then you are not ignoring them. You're not ignoring the player. Uh, you're not ignoring the player. You're acknowledging that you read their pose. And your character is and choosing. The character is choosing to ignore them. Because there's nothing worse than reading a pose and going, they didn't even, I asked them a question. And they acted like I wasn't there. And they acted like I wasn't there. Well, why am I bothering typing up anything if they're not going to interact with me? Right. <laughs> that always results in a pose that reads like this. Ryan shrugs and realizes that if nobody's going to talk to him, he leaves. Yeah. <laughs> so true story. Ryan has done that several times in scenes that I've seen and people freak out. Well, wait, wait, I didn't, I was going to answer you next, next round. Let's just say I learned them good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Never happens again. Generally, not with you anyway. Yeah. So, uh, um, so that for the beginning is when you acknowledge the folks in the room. It's when you, you know, you see them, you notice them, uh, and and it's when you respond to them. And response is not always verbal, right? You know, Jason, you said that you your character would tilt their head and look their way if they said something interesting. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, like that's the beginning is when you do that. The beginning is you respond to the poses that came right before you. Then the middle is the middle is the movement. It's the the meat of the pose, mm -hmm. right? So the middle is oftentimes what your character says or or it's what your character does. Yeah. Um it is your primary contribution to the scene in this post. All right. Um, so that would be your, uh, your primary like verbal thing, what you say. It might be when you, your primary physical action, like it is when you interact with the people or the things in the room, it's when you pick up, it's when you pick the thing up, right? you know, or you sit the thing down. Um, and, and this is really where it's important to use all, all of the senses that you can because this is when you're interacting with the world. Um, and it's, it's when you are colorful. Yeah. Yes. That was the give Jason an opportunity to talk pause, but it's okay if you have no, nothing. Okay. Now you're, you're very punchy right now. I don't seem like I need to be verbose to respond. Punchy like good. I'll cut this. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, I'm tr we're trying. Carrie and I both like, we look at each other like, okay, we're going to wait a second and give Jason a chance to interject if he need, if he wants to. So it's cool. You just miss me every time you're going to stop talking. 
just like a thumbs up, and I'll be like, okay, I should be thinking of something to say. Sure. I'll tell you what uh, I, that has been going on, though. I'm playing in a uh, sort of a play-by-post game on a Google Doc. And, and this applies to those things, yeah. Yeah, and it's interesting because right now it, it, it starts out, you just interact with the storyteller, and eventually we'll all get together. And uh, you know what? I'm legit a little terrified because it's been so long since I've role-played in a group online in a, when I wasn't the storyteller. Fair. The people that I'm role-playing with have been writing these tearjerker novels and I've been like, I go to the grocery store. Uh, <laughs> dude, you should listen to the latest episode of our podcast. Yeah, I, I really should. Right. And uh, I try to be punchy, but it's uh, uh, I'm more of a response person. Right. I play off other people, and that's tricky. I think re- responses are okay as long as, as you do the last part of a post, the end. Right. And the end is where you yes and right if this was if we were in a room together in a larp or a tabletop we talk about improv things and the the yes and technique which is where you you give your positive instead of negative and you give the others in the room something to take from your your interaction and and do their post something to build on and so this is this is the text equivalent of the yes and um, so this is where you give them that thing for them to re- react to. It could be as simple as like you ask them a question now. Right. Right. Or it could be you, you know, you toss, you toss the lot of paper you'd been fiddling with at them. Right. Whatever, whatever it is. Um, you just give them something to interact with. Yes. You have to remember that this is the handoff, right? They, somebody gave you the ball, you reacted and took the ball. You did something with the ball and now you're handing the ball to somebody else. Yeah. Right. And so uh, it's the yes. And you can ask a question or, or you could do some sort of, ex, you know, extend a physical action, you know, that you begin and let them decide if they're going to accept or not as part of their post. And so that's kind of like at its simplest, I believe of the, the smallest oppose can be, it should be those three sentences you know, you, you react, you do your movement, and then you hand it off. You yes and. Yeah. I'd like to mention how fascinated I am by the fact that you like mush, which is very similar to freeform LARP. You do not like freeform LARP. I think, and uh, I just think that's very interesting. I think it's because... Uh, it's because I've never played a freeform LARP with freeform LARPers. I've always played, I've always LARPed with traditional like parlor LARPers. And when they try to freeform, it's not good. Most parlor LARPers think that freeform means they can power game or they accidentally power game. Right. Because they're used to having stronger restrictions. Yes. Yes. And, and so when you take the fences down, the, the cattle run. Yeah. You know, I struggle in the opposite direction. I, I, I frequently like mechanics because they give me the freedom to say, I can do this for sure. Because the mechanic says I can do that. Right. It doesn't mean I'm going to do it, but I know these are things I can do. You know your but boundaries. When I'm, playing, 
yes. But when I'm playing in something freeform, everybody else is like, uh, rainbows. I'm like, ah, shit, can I do rainbows? I don't know. <laughs> right. Should I do rainbows? This feels weird. <laughs> <laughs> cool. I don't, I don't understand the, uh, I don't intuit the, uh, the, the, the some of the form. Right, right. Because of that. It also is why whenever I play a game like that, I hand off lots of stuff to other people. Because I'm fine with the role play part. It's just the doing thing. So I'm just like, you should do this. Because <laughs> I don't know how. And I don't want to learn. It's hard. <laughs> you just sounded like me in every like Dungeons and Dragons game I've ever played. Like, you, sh <laughs> you should play the wizard. Because I don't want to learn yeah. that. I don't want to do that. Yeah. That's why I'm playing a sorcerer. It's fewer spells. I, I, don't I don't have to learn half the stuff. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So, side note, little tangent here. Dakota is still talking about how she's going to get her gold back. Somebody stole her gold? Yeah. Last game, she, yeah. uh, she got, she, her character was kidnapped and they stole her wand. They stole all of her gold. Oh, they no. stole everything. And I mean, she, well, she, she rolled like, five ones it was <laughs> ridiculous but i was so proud of her because she took it like a champ she did she was just like i'm gonna get my gold back oh uh, i hope i kevin if you're listening give her the chance to because oh, that's she, awesome she will she's gonna get her wand back and her gold back Amazing. and she's gonna be like ha -ha! all right well that's uh very upset i want it's very upset <laughs> yeah well that that brings us to the close. I hope that if you are a tabletop or LARPer and you are moving to some sort of text-based uh role-playing game that maybe there was something here for you to take away mm -hmm. that that made it better. Um so hey, if there's something that you know about Discord that we don't, please let us know. Yes. In fact, even if you have some questions on text-based role-playing game, throw them at us. Yeah. And if we don't have the answer, we'll find out for you. Sweet. Sweet. All right. Well, let's, um, cool. Let's go to game. Let's go to game wrap. All right. Welcome to game wrap. This is the end. It's a really weird voice you were using. I'm sorry. I didn't mean for it to be. It was kind of like a little bit of a cowboy, like, welcome to game, right? Well, hey there, partner. Yes. If you're wanting mm. to roll the dice, let's do it. No. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm into freeform. Yeah. No. <laughs> Does that just mean you have to give your consent for me to... Whoa. ...to role play or something? <laughs> something. Jason, did we lose you? Nope. Right. I mean, yeah. the topic did. You right. did. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> well, before we go, I'd like to give a quick shout out to Kim and Sarah, who both gave me a couple ideas for what to tell everybody. Awesome. Because they're mushers. They are. They're Sweet. my mushers. Nice. Thank you. Yay. Uh, Carrie, you get one XP. Oh. Thank you for playing. Thanks. It's been great. Let me roll on the magic item chart here. Okay, let's look up that number. Mm. And oh, cool! You got a cow butt. I have a cow butt. <laughs> yeah. What am I gonna do with a cow butt? I don't know, but congratulations. Is, wait, is it the album? No, it's just a cow butt. Just a cow butt. Yeah. All right. Don't try to make more of it than it is. All right. All right, Jason. Uh, you you know what, <gasps> Jason? You got one XP, but now I have to take it away from you. No, that's okay. I'm used to it. Because you. 
you missed the best opportunity. Uh, when we first started this tonight, you should have said, hey, everybody, first time caller, long time listener. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> it's a good one. But it's not. It's not my first time calling in. And it's, I called in in the first season. And, and he doesn't you, listen. And you don't listen, right? <laughs> I remember calling in. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. I have listened twice, three times now. Because <laughs> I had to see if the new mics were really better. Nice. Uh, All right, let's every, roll. Every time I listen, I have some criticism, and you are weird about it for days. <laughs> you think that's weird? You should see how I'm behaving about your, your notes on the gun belt playtest packet that you looked at. I, I'm glad that you're crestfallen. That was my goal. Good, 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 good. Uh -oh. All right, well, I'm not even going to roll for you on your... <gasps> Ryan! <laughs> okay, Carrie's making me roll for your magic item. Hang on. Uh, that's okay. I don't get one. <laughs> what made me happy was knowing that it's upset you so much. <laughs> you guys are like such true friends. It's great. Yeah. You can find us on Stitcher, iTunes, and anywhere else you listen to uh, your podcasts. We are on Facebook uh, at facebook.com slash groups slash honor roll podcast. You can find us on Twitter at honor roll podcast. You can also go to patreon.com slash honor roll podcast and become a patron. Uh, we'd love to have you there. And of course, uh, you can send us an email at hosts at honor or visit our website, honor so anyway, there you go. Uh, join us next week when our topic is dirt. As in older than? So until next time, remember, what? until next time, I'm Ryan the curmudgeon. Carrie the legend was here. Jason the favorite was here. Remember, the only way to win a role-playing game is to have fun. Oh, my gosh. The only way to win rough. is to have fun with my friends. I'm on. Everything.